right, everyone. Welcome to day 37 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. As always, I'm Bill Bush of DriveRangeHeroes.com, and I'm joined by Chris McEwen. ChrisMcEwen.com and at Chris McEwen on all the social medias. Chris, how are you? Happy Tuesday, homie. Yeah, how you right? feeling? Uh, okay. Tuesday's a miserable day of the week for me professionally, so it's like I'm always happy when Tuesday's over for no other reason. Like <laughs> it's just be like, God, work Tuesday's a worst work day, and so once you get through, you're like, thank God it's over. And some of the days, it's like. I have like such uh, an adrenaline rush is probably not the right thing, but chemically speaking, it is an adrenaline rush, but like such a come down from some of the things I have to deal with that I feel like I'm worthless the rest of the day. So that's yeah. fun for Tuesdays. But other than that, you know, good enough. Good enough. How are you? Are you good enough? If not better? I'm good. We're um we're we're nursing our dog back to health after our Friday night slash Saturday debacle. He uh, he's an older fella, an older gentleman, and well, <laughs> that's exactly how I describe him too. It's an older fella. If you're close to him, yeah. If if he's just uh, elder statesman, you see in the neighborhood, you respect. Yes, he's an older gentleman. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, but you know he's a little guy. He's a little thirteen pound, seventeen pound. Sorry, seventeen pound. Uh, Shih Tzu Pekingese. And apparently on Friday, I was actually out in the suburbs. My daughter, my oldest daughter, um, put together like a surprise parade for my son because it was going yeah. to be senior recognition night. I'm going to cross and that so, off because that was on my list for a future topic, but okay. we're covering it. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no big deal. So, um, so yeah, I was out there on Friday and apparently Friday... Um, is when he blew out his knee. My dog blew out his knee. And so he, I thought it was an ACL. When I got home, he was limping around using three legs to walk. Looked like an ACL from my professional perspective. What people don't uh, know about out- you is you're, you're a professional animal doctor, what some would call a veterinarian, <laughs> right? Right. In no. addition to your job and your but I, uh, stew work. I watch a lot of sports and it looked mm. like athletes that have popped an acl just the way he was <laughs> sure looked just like it just like it i'm sure yeah so anyways uh we took him to the the animal er on saturday that was our half to half of our day on saturday so we didn't make it out to do our movie tour like we talked about we instead sat in a parking lot and it was one of the most depressing places i've ever been i mean just you just see animals going in and you know, we, we saw one dog who had gotten attacked at a park, his, his owner like rushed up to the door and, and you can't go inside. So he just had to turn over the dog to the veterinarian, um, or to the doctor or whatever. And, and that dog never came out. So we don't really know what happened. So even like that really gave us like this additional thankfulness, like our dog came out. Yes. He, he tore his meniscus and his knee. So he's going to be, you know, he can't play any basketball, or anything like that for the next I heard he, there, <laughs> four his, to six uh, weeks. Making the soccer team next year is in jeopardy as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was Saturday. So that's a bummer. So we've been doing that. Like we, 
we've been trying to because we have ramps for him to get on the couch and onto the bed and like he doesn't give he doesn't care he's like i'm take i'm going up this ramp so no i'm like i'm going man you guys were at police him you guys were at the senior night parade and uh so no one witnessed how this idiot did it to himself yeah no i was at the senior parade my wife stayed home but she didn't see it either she was like just you know she was out on the on the balcony reading her book because it was nice and then he like came running out onto the balcony with his leg all busted up. And so I got a manic phone call saying, you know, something's happened to the dog. You got to come home. And I was like, all right. We, at that point we were just hanging out in the front yard, kind of chit chatting. So uh, they formally ruled it as a what meniscus? What, what, what yeah. is it officially? It, it's, it's a meniscus tear in his knee. So it's a, What's- it's a ligament tear what's the rehab looking like the treatment what i mean what are we talking here McEwen? so they, they gave us they gave us some painkillers but otherwise it's like it's just keep them off it and it'll heal itself and if it doesn't within the next week or two then we can talk about some surgical options but um you know more more often than not like dogs just they're they just heal themselves Mm-hmm. Like it'll just fix itself. Like we have torn meniscus. I probably have a torn meniscus right now. Like we tear ligaments all the time, but they repair it. You know, it won't be the same after it repairs itself, but you don't always have to go and get surgery or get scoped or whatever. You can just let it heal. So Damn. that's what we're going to do. My knees are trash. Oh, mine are too. My knees <laughs> after Sunday's round were on fire. And I was like, man, something is wrong with my knees. But I think, you know, I went from like 5,000 steps a day, if that, to yesterday I did 32,000 steps or Sunday I did 32,000 steps in a day between golf, golf, uh, walking the golf course. And then my wife and I went for a pretty long walk um, around the city. We found some great spots where no one is. We were like scouting mm-hmm. locations. It was fantastic, including like a huge open field. Like great. Anyways. Um, yeah. So my knees were like, they felt trashed. Sunday that night. course you play too is notoriously a, a very tough walk. It can be. Yeah. Because like going up from, what is it? Uh, there's some long uphill walks just to get to the next tee box. Mm-hmm. There's only probably like three or three of those, three of those real tough walks, but yeah, it, it can be. And if you're, if you're and it's not short, it, like I was, no, it's not. And we played the, we played gold. So it was, we probably played it a little too long for our first round. <laughs> Um, and forever, but, and then if you're spraying it and you're going up those Hills, you know, in the fescue, it doesn't really help things. No, not at all. So yeah, I, I, I was complaining that- to my wife, how, how unfair it is that, you know, for the fat past four years, I've been working out, you know, every other day, going to the gym, whatever, one month, six weeks of not doing that sort of stuff. And like, you lose so, so much of it so fast. It's such bullshit, man. Sucks. You could have been getting creative all this time. I mean, I, I follow a lot of people on Instagram. They're ta- have been telling me how to work out from home for years, and they're life coaches, and you know they're out there. I do just adjust. Me how to live I do my adjust life. to a, a lot of other things before I could even think about. But now I am because golf kind of reignites that. Like when I wasn't golfing, I didn't feel the the need to kind of exercise or run or stretch or any of that stuff. But you play, I play one round of golf, and I'm like, okay. I got to get back into this stuff. So this is where it's too bad. We don't have the obligatory 
every podcast has its CBD sponsor because then we could talk about how it's true. It's and a good thing brought to you today that we have our sponsor, whatever CBD company. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, it's true. I was hurting. And like, look, I know I'm not in the shape I need to be in, but I came home and I took this CBD and I was good as new. But right. we don't have that sponsor because you know what? Yeah. We're not big time enough. Right? We don't. I don't want to be. Not, I don't want to be beholden to anyone. Damn it. I was going to make a, we don't have unfiltered in our name joke. So, but <laughs> it's like what was meant to be just good fun and a, and a friendly, a friendly barb could get real fast. So sorry, so Adam, I didn't do that. <laughs> sorry, bud. Um, he also is very focused on doing a professional podcast where we are locked in our metaphorical basements trying to survive. That's all we're doing. <laughs> right. That's true. And uh, so uh, today's episode sponsored by, uh, it says, Chris McEwen's dog's meniscus. <laughs> That's why we talked about it. So what yeah. else is going on with you, Mr. McGowan? Um, otherwise, we're, we're very puzzle heavy in the house right now. We've just today completed our, our third puzzle. This is the second thousand piece puzzle that we've completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very exciting. Um, I watched some more live YouTube shows. Uh, so that was exciting. I watched, uh, oh, this is what I wanted to, to uh, I have it in my in my own notes because I took notes too, mister. I'm not the only one. Like Bill's got this whole, what do you call it? Like a shoebox or something or the box or whatever. All these notes about no, 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 show no, no, things. No. I nor- take normal notes. And then last night when we were thinking about what to talk about, I created what, I mean, I'll give it a formal title, if you will. We'll call it a bonus box where I made a box on the paper and I wrote in topics that aren't time sensitive that we could pull at any time. Right. Okay. You were calling it the box, though. Yeah, it is. It's in a box on the paper. Right. Okay. Great. Anyways. um, So I was watching a show with Jack. Jack Johnson did a thing, raising money, whatever. He's playing with different people. He turns it over to that he and, and Eddie Vedder are pals. And actually, he tells the story about how they met. Uh, Jack Johnson met Eddie Vedder through Jack Johnson's dad. Like Ed and Jack Johnson's dad were friends. And he was the one that introduced him to Jack Johnson. Anyways, Eddie Vedder plays a song. I know how they himself. met. I know how Jack Johnson's dad met Eddie Vedder. It's because Chris Chalios and Eddie Vedder are good friends. And Chris Chalios, Eddie Vedder, and Cameron Diaz go surfing out in Hawaii and California. And then Jack Johnson's family is a surfing family because Jack Johnson was a professional surfer before a musician. Boom. They met their best friends, right? No, that's not how that happened. No, I think it probably did. No, it was um, right after there's something about Mary. It was, it was through surfing though. I can tell you that much, but it was the other dude. It was um, Slater. So Slater was the connection Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the Johnson family and Vetter. And this is how you know it's a golf podcast because Kelly Slater is a big golfer. <laughs> That's right. Full circle. Um, anyway, so Vetter's playing a song by himself. And I I can't help but notice the microphone that he's playing into. And guess which one it is? Uh, a Shure SM57 like every high school kid always owned? Nope. 
it's the Yeti that I'm using right now, this very instance. Chris, he's guess got, what? He's even got it plugged into the, or screwed into the arm. That's fantastic. Do you know what's crazy about that? I'm using a Yeti too. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was so great. I'm like, oh my God, that's my microphone. But he's using like the black one, which I have the black one. You've got the blue one. Mm-hmm. Because you yeah. sent, when you so sent anyways. me the link saying, hey, they got a good deal on Amazon Prime right now. And while right. all of the colors were the same price, you sent me the blue one. I'm like, ah, the blue one will do. <laughs> I didn't even pick a color. I just sent you the link. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. that was cool that Eddie Vedder and I see that's my in next time I see him. Can you stop saying like, hey, I? We both have it. We both have the mic. We have but, the mic. You don't care. But you don't care about how much I care that Ed Vedder has the same mic. I thought we were going to be in Pearl Jam together, you and me. No. What do you want to play? No. What do you mean I'm I don't want to play? I, you know, I don't want to play. I'll just, I'll just be like, let me get side stage audio. I'll, I'll run the in ears for you. You can play you fourth guitar. <laughs> right. You have to stand yeah, behind all me. the amps. Though. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I don't care. Um, and then they also did, they ended up, they did play together, Ed and uh, Jack Johnson. They did a just a fantastic duet of uh, Constellations, Jack Johnson song. They really harmonized well. I really enjoyed it. Remember when Jack Johnson was on the Curious George soundtrack? He did the whole Curious George soundtrack, didn't he? That was his whole record. I don't know. I just remember the big single. I think, yeah, I think he did that whole album because I took my kids to see Curious George. Was it a good film? It was fine. It's good enough. We didn't. I've been enjoy watching it that a, much. I've been watching a lot of kids' movies lately. It's just yeah, kids batshit crazy from their days, you know, of quarantine and social distancing and homeschooling. So my wife's like, "You guys want to watch a movie while we eat dinner?" So we sit in the living room and we turn on some movie. And tonight it was the first Smurfs movie, where it's like Hank Azaria's Gargamel. Neil Patrick Harris is a main character. Some girl from Glee was the wife. And it, I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. It was the worst. But uh, yeah, I feel like we're just knocking them off. And it's nice on the weekends. My son will be like, I'm around and he'll be like, Dad, can we watch Mandalorian? Like, well, yes, we can. And then he stops watching it. My wife will be like, uh, are you going to come outside? Like Liam wanted to watch Mandalorian. She's like, yeah, it was 45 minutes ago. Well, I got to finish the episode. <laughs> he wanted to start it. Is that good? I haven't watched it yet. Is it worth it's awesome. it? It's awesome. Is it really? I love, okay. I loved it. And I'm wait. like, I feel like a lot of the star Wars snobs liked it a lot. Um, but I, again, knowing you, you probably won't like it and it'll be a principal thing. And I'll just be like, <laughs> then you'll like, I'll get a text message where you and J-Riv gang up on me about how stupid it is. And I'm the big idiot. I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought it was pretty good. Don't know what to tell you. I, um, yeah, I, I uh, why would I, why would I not like it? I like pretty much everything Star Wars, quite honestly. I think they, because that's what you guys do. Apparently this, this season of Clone Wars has been. Uh, just, and I don't, I don't watch the cartoon stuff other than like if it's on TV and my, my son and my daughter want to like, they'll settle for it. So I don't know yeah. all the storylines that great, but apparently like for the canon, Star Wars has been, Star Wars Clone Wars has been wild apparently. And it's like yeah. weaving 
it's like cementing the Darth Maul storyline. And then we're going to see that pop up in the Mandalorian season two. And I don't know. I don't know, but maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get caught up and binge watch, (laughs) binge watch a children's cartoon just to get star Wars canon burned into my brain. (laughs) You know, all right, here's, here's live music. I saw today. So Goldfinger, do you remember that band? Yeah. When they were playing, they've been playing together separately, right? Yeah, and they, but they don't do like whole shows. They'll just post like one song. Well, today, yeah. I, I don't know if it was on today or I just saw it today, but they did their cover of 99 Red Balloons. Yeah, and we used to cover their cover of 99 Red Balloons. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so fun to play, too. Yeah, I bet you were. Oh, did you play your Epiphone Les Paul standard, at least for that? Oh, absolutely. Well, I never know you. And I would, no, I did I would this jump acoustic off, thing. I would jump off my uh, amps. No, man, but I would jump. To get that thing kicked off, like once they hit, once they hit the uh, after the intro, you know, to land on that downbeat, yeah, yep, up in the air I went. So yeah. fun. What a, some people call you a hero, you know that, and some, people, <laughs> and some people call you a friend. Anyway, <laughs> two things caught my eye. One, still bangs, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. And the two guitar player, the two like good guitar players playing off of each other's neat. But uh, you want to talk about bands hitting and making it at the right time? Gold, Goldfinger. Yeah. Because yeah. all For the sure. rooms they were in, to me, demonstrated they had money. money I think, and I think they're California guys. So I was like, if you have rooms like that and they're that nice, all that stuff, like, you guys made some money. Because uh, you were like cool indie punk rock kind of band with some mainstream success at the time where bands were getting paid and really you got out at the right time. I'm going to assume they manage their money. All right. But it's like band like Goldfinger would be so broke today. It wouldn't even be funny. Right. With, with like uh, the streaming services and everything else and they wouldn't fit in and it wouldn't really, it wouldn't have worked. I would, I always wonder if like, if those guys ended up like investing like they knew that they knew in the moment, like I have to, I'm going to buy a studio or, you know what I mean? Like, and they rent space or they become a producer or something. And they know like, well, after this little run we have, I'll be in the industry, but I'll be able to do it this way or whatever and make my money that way. Because what did they, I mean, they had, I mean, they had a couple of hits, but not to have like, you know, beachside houses in, California money. We don't know if they had beachside houses. Ward. <laughs> well, whatever. Chris <laughs> did the ultimate podcast screw up. Everybody knocked my headphones time. out. <laughs> oh my God. Because my goddamn microphone arm sucks. And I hate how I have to rig it up because it's a piece of shit. Oh, man. God. This God bless it. This is the best. Hate it, hate it so much. Get your get it together. Take a deep breath, William. Relax. It's okay. Ah! (laughs) We use cardboard boxes to put computers on for YouTube shows. We buy Amazon Prime mic arms, and then we can't even mount them to our desks. Son of a bitch! I got a Lego (sighs) Ursula staring at me that I have no idea where it came from. 
and it's driving me crazy because her hands turn funny and it's OCD over here and headphone cords. God, I oh. anyway, Goldfinger. Yeah, so live music on YouTube. How about it? Um, yeah, guys, good times. Now is what you've all been waiting for. We're actually going to talk some golf on the Lockdown Golf Golf Podcast. All right, so now two I don't days know, in a row. Like, now I don't, I don't even know if I'm like at the right spot if I'm you know, for the microphone and how I sound. This is a nightmare. Oh, you sound great. Fuel. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say. Um, all right, golf topic. So recently, in my because I'm a huge golf guy and I'm really plugged into the industry. Uh, maybe some people get that get that pun that was slightly intended there. Um. I have been talking to somebody that works with and for Bridgestone. And I was like, you know, hey, how things going with you guys? COVID-19, never heard of it. And um, like, if you guys, you know, is there anything I can help out with? Anything you guys would like to, you know, have out there and talk about? We got plenty of space right now. I can write something. And I was made aware Bridgestone came out with a, and I don't remember getting a press release on this, but I, I might have and I just forgot about it. Um, but they have a new, like they, they've been known for their, their ball fitting process over the years and how serious they take ball fitting. Well, they put together this video fit process. So they call it Bridgestone V fit. And all you do is say, grab a buddy, which so sort of pitched to me as a social distancing. So I don't know how you grab a buddy and do this, but you get a driver you get a golf ball, you get a box of it, like a dozen golf ball box does not have to have balls in it for the record. And you take your uh, most cases, probably an iPhone, but you take your phone, you set it up so you can get your full swing like face on. Right. So I explained it as if you address the ball and then just lift your head up and look you know, just dead ahead of you. That's where that view where the camera is. Right. Right. So you can get the full swing and you record it in slow-mo. But between the T and the camera, right near as near the ball as you can with still getting your club through, you put that box of a dozen balls. Do mm-hmm. I know what that does? No. But you record your whole swing through impact and your follow-through in slow motion. You send them one video. I don't know if you need to get multiple on there. But uh, I decided to give it a try. I said, all right. Let me write about this. And I said, well, I could just write about it, but let's see. Let's see how it goes. And I went out today, dragged my net out, dragged my steel of a driving range mat. And uh, <laughs> your my gift to you, your box of Bridgestone Tour B XS golf balls as my Ooh. dozen box. And I did it. I set <laughs> I set my phone up on a stool, turned on the video, hit you know, hit it on slow mo, recorded it, got an adequate swing recorded, and uh, submitted it to Bridgestone. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they come back with. I'll be super interested to see it. Yeah, I have. Um, it's funny you mentioned that on the other show that I do, I'll be having Adam Rayberg, who is the he's the the ball fitting manager for Bridgestone, and he talks about that too. So. And the cool thing that they're doing now is that when you get V fit and whatever ball they like, they have whatever he said, like 10,000 pieces of data that they compare your swing to and your metrics to. 
and um, they'll send you um, a two sleeve uh, pack of golf balls for you to test that match up with your with your data. What do they do if you're like? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, this ball, this is not a good recommendation for me. Do they work and go, all right, well, let me try this other one for you. Or is it just sort of like, oh, okay, well, first shot was on us. No, you figure out the next? I don't, I don't, I don't think you can continually ask for free golf balls from Bridgestone Golf because you don't like the ones they sent you. But there has to be some sort of process built. And I'm not saying it's not free golf balls, but, but it's that's like, the process. The process is here's what we matched you up with. Try them. And if you don't like them, then you can, you know. But I wonder if, but I guess what I'm saying is, do they, do they go back and say like, okay, well, you know. This was the second best match. Yeah. Or something like that. Like an either or thing. So for instance, they ask you a bunch of questions, right? And they asked you like the shot you hit, what was the shape to it? What was the trajectory? And uh, I want to say there was one more. Then they ask you like, what is your normal distance? And what's your, I can't remember, what do you normally shoot, right? Right. And right. what it got me is in distance, it was like 281 to 290, 291 to 300. Like, well, I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but you've played with me. and Big hitter, big hitter, William Bush. I can regularly hit 300, but I would tell you, like most mortals, that can hit the ball, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably more in the 280 to 290 average range. That's what I would say. And I, so I'm like, but I feel like it's worth noting. Here's what I, you know, I, I really have like probably a 20 yard window instead of 10. And then for a trajectory, I'm like, well, I can tell you when I hit that, but I'm like, Oh yeah, that was low. Oh, that was high. That was medium even though it's hitting into a net. Yeah. I can't tell you. I can tell you what I think the shape was, but the I have no idea right. what the shape was. And I go, well, when I'm usually sure. hitting the ball, well, these days it's straight to a fade. And I went, all right, well, I guess I'll just say medium fade. Well, then they give you kind of an additional notes section. So I tried to explain that without sounding like that guy. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that <laughs> I bet goes. You did. I no, did, I did enough. I did enough self-deprecation <laughs> in it because sure. I was like, I, I did a because I put in front of this is like, I'm obviously a huge club face angle into a net expert on the Internet. Like, <laughs> All right, I think I just saved myself. So I'm excited right. to see what that comes back with. And I was excited to you no, know, it's just like, honestly, it was just something to do. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll do this. I don't even I don't know anything about a free ball out of it, but that's neat. Um, yeah. Especially if they tell me I'm two or B XS now and I give all of mine to you and I'm like, huh, I got two back. That's swell. But yeah, <laughs> it was fun. You bet you will be. I bet you will be. Yeah, maybe a lot of spin. I said I tr- I said yeah, I was an it is accurate. A lot of spin. I like the ball with accuracy more than distance or spin. But um, yeah, we'll see. That's what I said too, though. Here's what I will tell you. I I take my annoying rucket net out of the garage, set it up in the grass, stake it in because I don't want to blow away and or fall over when it gets hit by, you know, like 175 mile an hour ball speed. Not right. a big deal. Right. And um, 
So then I have to lug out the big net into the drive. Oh, I also had to move both my cars into the street. Then I had to get the lug the giant net or uh, mat onto the net, driveway. Right. And then I'm like, it's a whole production. Shorts? It, exactly. And then I get the <laughs> stool and I have my iPhone claw and I'm trying to like line it up and figure it out what's going to work. And I got to take test like a test video to see if it's capturing everything. And then I go, you know what? It's cold out here, man. It's it, freezing. Yeah, it got real cold. Got real cold. So I went inside and I, I well, now I have to get dressed. And uh, yeah, so I was out there. I ripped two balls. Both swings were pretty bad. I mean, I hit them like <laughs> they were playable, but it wasn't like I saw it in my video. I'm like, well, my driver swing's not pretty these days. It's still better than either of those. And I did make decent yeah. content. I would have been perfectly happy with both shots. I'll tell you that. But uh, very cold, huge production, two shots in the house and done. And I had to clean it all up. <laughs> did you, you dress know. yourself in uh, in golf clothing? Like, did you go golf pants, golf shoes? I was wearing you know, my polo, quarter zip. I was wearing my Manchester City Puma shorts. And then I had, uh, I put on my prestigious local area golf club quarter zip on because it was readily available. And then I said, well, the flip flops, I I just walk around in everywhere now. Those aren't going to, I should have done that. That would have been funny. Aren't going to (laughs) do. So I took my my trusty True Links with TLO ones that are beat to shit sitting next to my door because those are the shoes I wear and just threw those on. So even in trying not to be like super golf guy, I really only have super golf guy stuff now. Right to the point, my right. wife took pity on me and ordered me like six t shirts on Amazon the other day. <laughs> I said, "Thank you, I need you to do this for me." Yeah, it was cold, and I you know today was day one in the weekdays. No, that's not true. I guess it'd be the second weekday, but really the first. Okay, we're up and running a weekday of golf reopening. And yeah. I mean, people people are going to be out there right now. And my, my boss specifically was out today at a hundred year old plus course down in the south suburbs. And he sends me a, a picture and the place is just a ghost town now to be fair i don't think this place gets a ton of traffic these days anyway but uh the handful of members that are left probably aren't hanging out there right now because they can't use the facilities and then the one guy there's this guy like in the off in the distance and i zoom in in his picture he's just sitting on this like brick stone wall thing and he's got jeans on uh you know a winter hat and his Right. His push carts like sitting in front of him. And I have he's he's probably high sixties, seventy, oh, maybe. Man. And Jeez. but you know how like sixties the new fifty sort of a thing? Like yeah. Or he's like still in this in this cold man, that is dedication. Or he was in his fifties and you know, maybe smoked a few too many Marlboros and just looks older right. than he is. But uh, I <laughs> zoomed in. I, I'm i not sure I've ever seen a more miserable looking person at a golf course and just sitting there. The only <laughs> thing I could think of is like, oh, I got 15 minutes. I got to wait for this twosome in front of me. And it, oh, he just yeah, was right. in a weird waiting period. 
but uh, <laughs> he looked miserable. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it, it's 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 done being warm for a while. Well, that's about we're it. So we're in store in the Chicago area for about two weeks of being cold or not cold, stormy and wet. And I think it's yeah. funny the the big fight to finally get golf courses open again. And we had we had what a great three day run of weather and just whoom, here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, if the the threat, and I'm going to save this topic for maybe tomorrow, but if the threat of the new um, Asian murder hornet wasn't enough, oh god, we're going to freeze you out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's back. So there, really, there, there won't there won't be a lot of golf until like the third week of May. Oh, God. If not longer. You know, it, yeah. and that's like just that's not even COVID. That's Chicago weather for you. Right. Right. It's it's feasible. We'll get snow again. It could happen. I've seen it snow in May. Oh, God. Think, think about that. You were out in shorts and T-shirt on saturday probably sweating and now it was warm you, I, I actually wore my like uh like under armor long sleeve yeah in the back nine i was like this was a mistake huge that's why the quarter zip is the ultimate golf i uniform. had a quarter zip on too and and because when we started it was it was a little chilly and then obviously it warmed up and so i shed the quarter zip but then i was stuck with the long sleeve under armor should just like shed a, the well, polo whatever. over that and be like, "This is a mock. This is mock spandex." <laughs> right, right, right. All right, man. Look at this. Not a marathon of a show for once. How about it? I know. Nice, a nice tight, taut thirty-five minutes or so here. I like thinking of us being taut. I do. <laughs> Jerev, we're taut. Anyway. That's right. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Try to play some golf. Listen, we'll play golf in the winter here because we're so desperate to play little 40 degree weather to. okay. to be fair, we're talking 30s, 35 and up playable golf, but just be safe about it. Keep up the good behavior. Let's get some of our golf rights back. And uh, yeah, well, you know what? You know what? Well done, Illinois golfers. You did good. This first Can't weekend. We, I just hope the horror stories don't come out. Like that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, but it'll still be the minority from from all accounts that I got, including people on the ground. Everyone was was cool. Yeah, so. but you know those minority reports can be the ones to ruin it for the greater population. Of course, all it takes as my parents course, would say. I still want to. I still want to give credit where credit is due. It could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah. Oh guys. Credit where credit is due for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I don't want to take that away from anybody. But if I find out (laughs) some idiot ruins it for all of us, I am going to badmouth you so bad on this podcast. You won't know what hits you. And you'll probably never hear it, so it won't even matter. But I digress. (laughs) Chris, it's been a pleasure as always. Everybody stay safe. Thanks for listening. This has been day 37 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast, and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing it. If you keep downloading a few of you at a time, we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep doing these. Chris, 
It's been a pleasure, bud. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everyone.